Amanda? How are you doing today? I'm so good. You good? Yeah. We're both wearing star um, blue. Apparently uh, it was in the air today. It was. It's sort of a blue (laughs) pajama toppy thing. Mine is because um, we're talking to someone today, you guys, that I worked with for a very long time on a show with magic. And this shirt reminded me of like the bedspread from the show. So Oh, it does. I'm going to introduce our guest with her here in the room. Guys, (laughs) Jennifer Lee Green was in was born in West Hills, California, to an actress mother and a musician father. She was raised in Simi Valley with her twin sister, Jessica, and younger sister, Becca, in the family. Um, she began to perform in school and community theater productions by the age of 12 and later appeared in commercials, television programs, and a few made-for-TV movies. Um, she also, funny fact, performed with the Pussycat Dolls when they were featured in the burlesque show at the Roxy Theater. Ooh, la la. I, I learned a lot about you, Jenna. I've worked with you for 25 <laughs> years. I learned a lot reading Wikipedia today. Uh, she then came to the cast, uh, the musical Wicked. She opened as the role of Nessa Rose on the first North American tour, which opened in 2005. She understudied the lead role of Alphaba and as a result played the role over 40 times. She exited the tour in 2006 and transferred to the Broadway production, marking her Broadway debut. She reprised the role of Nessa uh, Nessa Rose until 2006 before playing it again in the original L.A. production in 2007. Is that all correct, Jenna? Wikipedia is a strange thing with weird facts, but for the most part, yes. It sounds about right. I, know, I think sometimes dates and stuff, names are wrong. You, but. Well, you know anyone can contribute to Wikipedia. So sometimes yes. just the most random stuff. Random fans up. add stuff. So then in 2008, it says here, you made your West End debut in Never Neverland, a benefit concert that helped in aid of ovarian cancer. The concert was at the Duchess Theater in London. Is this true? Oh, I didn't even remember the theater, but yes. There you go. You also starred in TV shows like ER and Dharma and Greg. You did uh, Nickelodeon events like The Big Help and Figure It Out. I think we did Big Help together, didn't we? At the Santa Monica Pier. I'm sure we did. There's pictures of us riding a roller coaster. Yes. I love those pictures, actually. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you were on Bones and Castle and NCIS Hawaii, Magnum P.I., Gossip Girl and Blue Bloods. Yeah. But you guys probably know her the way (laughs) I know her as um, Libby. The, like, sassy cheerleader, arch enemy of Sabrina from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So welcome, Jenna. Yay. Thank you. That was so funny. <laughs> Jennifer, I never hear. Jen- I know. I was Jennifer. like, her name's Jennifer? <laughs> Wait, you didn't know that. I you had to I mean, that. I guess if really? I thought about it, but I never thought of Jenna. I always think of Jen. I know. As a nickname. I think it, I think it came from, I, I must have been 11 or 12 something and I think I just had a fit and thought that Jenny was a baby name. It was a baby name. <laughs> and so somehow, I don't even know where it came from. And I think also in you know, elementary school, Jennifer was such a popular name. So it was like there were six Jennifers in class. <laughs> so everybody, Jen, Jenny, Jen, somehow it morphed into Jenna and just stuck. There you are. I love it. I relate to that. Amanda is like everyone born between like 1980 and 1995 is Amanda. So I get it. Did you ever yeah. go Mandy? No, 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 I was never oh. Mandy. I was Missy. I think we've talked about this. I was Missy yeah. for about five and a half seconds. And then I was like, I never want to be called Missy again. <laughs> right. You put yeah. your foot down. No, I was like, maybe I should do that on my Starbucks cup. So that'd be kind of funny. Missy. Nobody really gets I Missy. Like I always, I always call you Mel. Mel. I know. Yeah. That's what I go by as Starbucks because I fig- but then I get Nell and I don't know. I always get Gina. Gina? I can't tell you how many rooms, especially, oh, back in the back in the day, like, this is a long time ago, but I would go into casting offices, and someone would come out, and you'd see the girl with her, you know, clipboard or whatever, and she'd come out, Gina, lay, like, okay, first of all, 
they don't know how to name their kid that (laughs) jenna it's pretty easy and lay let's try that again well so the thing that i wanted to so first of all we're all wearing our blue shirts and you have fuzzy socks on already we we wear our fuzzy socks in the studio here Love it. Super comfy, right? She's ready. And the color coordination, guys, I mean. I know, right? This truly was not planned. We channeled this today. did. But the other thing, I told you both before we went live on the air, that that there was something that connected you two. And if you heard it in the intro. That she's a twin? Yes. I'm not a twin, but I have twins. Yes. Oh, my goodness. She loves twins. I do. It's so special. There's been so many people in our lives that have twins. It's insane. There's something in the water yeah. in Nashville for sure. Are you guys identical, Jenna? We're not. We're not. We have the same coloring, but we're very different. She wore different heights. Um, our features are very different. We've gone through phases our whole life where people think, oh my God, you guys look so much alike. And then more phases where people kind of like, you, you twins, really? And then our other sister is a solid six or seven inches taller than both of us, fair-haired, blue-eyed. It's So it's like the Olsons. <laughs> kind of. She's the yeah. Elizabeth of the group. Yes, yes. There you go. Well, that's funny. So we have to, of course, talk about Sabrina, and then we'll get into right. I wanted to talk all about your musical career. But it's so funny, like, preparing for this today, I was kind of like, I feel like I've already interviewed you a million times only because we've done so many panels at Comic-Cons. Yeah, that's true. And we even did one just a few weeks ago, like in Wales. It wasn't that long ago. We did, we've done a few this year. Yeah. I yeah, feel like yeah. I, we've done two I, now this year. I feel like I've asked you, like, I've heard you answer so many questions about our show <laughs> and about your favorite memory, your favorite episode, your favorite guest star. Right. So I'm like, I... Now the challenge is new questions. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I guess we should kind of give the fans at home a little taste of what they do always ask. So what's the question you always get asked? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I suppose like the, the main questions was everybody always wants to know, like, was it fun to play the mean girl? Which, honestly, that's such a simple answer, because if you think about it, who wouldn't want to go to work every day and actually be paid to say, you know, mean things and, and, you know, kind of be nasty, get it out of your system. And then everybody laughs and smiles and hugs and, you know, goes out for dinner afterwards. Oh, I would love it. Was, it. It's therapeutic, yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> it was the, it was absolutely the best, but I do feel like it does stick with you because people expect you to be kind of nasty in real life. They've never seen you be anything else. Yeah. I mean, they have, but like, are they disappointed when you're not like, ew? <laughs> No, I mean, I think people are really surprised, but um, people will always, you know, you do the same, Melissa, you do like the cameo thing. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I I can't tell you how many people, they just want me to be Libby. They want me to roast someone or. That's so funny. Well, yeah, everybody always wants me to put magic spells on people and stuff. So cameo, for those that don't know, is an app where you can go and like request celebrities to make a video, personal video for you. So they put in like information. Actually, I was looking for one for my son for his birthday. I was trying to find a Stranger Things actor oh, to do one for oh, him. Is, is anyone on there from Stranger Things? Actually, I might have forgotten a look because I think I thought I was going to do it and then I never did it. So now I'm reminding myself that I didn't do it. Um, I, I bet somebody is. You could do that. I, well, he really wants Millie Bobby Brown. But oh, I, there's I bet she's no not. way getting her. <laughs> yeah, I think she's yeah. a tough one. But like Sean Astin's on there and he makes a killing on there. People love Sean and love to like get videos from him. And he does long ones and he gets very colorful with his sentiments and you know I, but I do I, I like doing the cameos you reminded me I have a few I have to do because you only get like six days to do them and oh 
I only try to do them when I have makeup on because as girls, it's a little harder. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. I Every once in a while, do you ever get, um, I, I feel like I get an email from them being like, hey, how can we improve the app? Do you have any suggestions? And I'm filters. Like, yes, filters, <laughs> filters, please. I've said from the beginning, I'm like, I'm not coming on until you do filters. And then of course I did, but it's like, it takes me forever to do it because I wait till I have makeup on and then I like take the makeup off and I go, oh, I had some cameos I should have done. And no, a hundred percent. It's always, I always feel like guys have it so much easier they like, do. They have to think about that. They're they just can't. like, oh, great. I got this thing I got to record. Okay, great. Here I'm talking, talking, talking. Yeah. Great. Happy birthday. We have to and find good us, lighting. We have to do our hair. Yeah. We got to pluck our eyebrows. We got to do stuff, guys. We got to floss. Like, a, we got to do it all. Body admin. I got to admit, <sighs> there's a lot of people on there that I've, you know, when I first joined it, I kind of scrolled through a lot to let, see what people were doing and how it all worked. And I was kind of judgy. I was like, wow, this, this person does not care. <laughs> wow. I don't want to be she that can person. See that. Yeah. She knows. But then some people like, I try not to do them in my car, but if I'm running late on one, I'll do it in the car because I feel like that's not personal. Like, I want to find good lighting and a pretty better. background. Car lighting is yeah. good sometimes, but I hate having like the seatbelt on or, or traffic going by. But or if anything you didn't have your seatbelt on, then you get the comment. Yeah. She's not She's wearing a seatbelt. She's not wearing her seatbelt. Are you driving? Well, I mean, I don't drive, so I do drive, but just not. Were your cars dirty, or what are you driving, or why are you? Yeah, so everybody's got a comment. Everybody's got a comment. Everybody's offended. (laughs) Um, so what's your favorite episode that we did? Like, to what was your favorite episode to film? I guess I should ask. I honestly, it it's always the same. I I loved the geek like me episode so much. Yes, yes, yes. This was like Honestly, first season. First season. It was like the third or fourth episode. You know what the brain can really tell us? Early what on. the brain? What the season is uh, with Geek Like Me. Um, Geek this was Like a, Me. A big episode with Paul Feig, who mm-hmm. went on to direct Bridesmaids. He's a huge director now. He directs huge comedies. Um, he was in a show called Freaks and Geeks, or he created the show Freak, Freaks and Geeks, right? Um, but he was on, he now, played Mr. Poole. So many things. Yeah, so many things. Oh, I loved him. I but loved he played him. Mr. Poole for one or two seasons? Oh, season one, episode nine. Yes, it was episode early nine. on. Okay. It was early yeah. on. My ex-boyfriend is in a lot of that episode, too. James. Yeah, Very tall, James. gawky guy. Yeah, he. Uh, we put some glasses on him and um, and had him be in that scene. We had a lot of our stand-ins, I think, in the in those scenes and stuff in the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Mr. Wow. Feig, Mr. Uh, Paul Feig, Mr. Poole, was in that one heavy. And Curtis Anderson had a lot to do in Curtis that Anderson. episode. Is Gordy. Yep. It was just fun. It was really, really fun. And I think that that was the first episode. So I guess nine episodes in where I got to do something a little bit different because, you know, we, you, you magically turned me into a nerd, which I, of course, then the nerds revolt and become the cool ones. But it was just fun. There was a lot of physical comedy. Turned it on and me. I tried to turn so it on. So no matter what, Libby is, oh, she's no always on top. She knows how to win for sure. Yeah. Sabrina never did. That's why, like, it's funny that you said that because when you were saying how fun it was to play Libby, I'm like, I've always kind of complained that Sabrina wasn't really someone I identified with because she just wanted to fade into the background. She just wanted to be the wallflower. She just wanted to, like, everything be okay, everything be nice, everything be fixed. And she was always trying to solve problems that she created with accidentally with her magic or the cat created or whatever. And I never, I feel like I never got to be, like, really goofy fun like that's why I like the pancake episode pancake mm-hmm. madness is my favorite episode because I got to be a little over the top and a little in my own head and and have some fun with that but um but yeah like even like this episode I think I'm the only one that's like the center of the tornado and everybody else is tornadoing around me and I'm like the eye of the tornado I, okay I hear you on that but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and it's a little compliment um it is such a 
honestly, the hardest thing to do in these types of shows or these types of situations or whatever it may be, like being a, the straight guy, mm. when there's so much going on around you with these characters that are big and flashy or, you know, whatever it is, it is an art form to actually hold down the fort and just be kind of like, I mean, I, I feel like that's an, an old term of being like the straight guy, but yeah. like a lot of people can't do it. You'll, you'll morph towards something else or you'll be way too big or, but having that balance when everything around you is chaos, like that's, that's truly an art oh, for my Thanks. Well, I always say what's, what, uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I hadn't really considered myself the straight guy, but you're right. That's what I was. And I, yeah. and it's funny because I always said that what saved me was that Sabrina wasn't just Sabrina in every episode. There was always a character I was stepping into. So, oh yeah, whether it was Cinderella or I was strangling you into a water fountain during a fashion show, or I was, <laughs> you know, Alice in Wonderland or whatever I was like, I got to break out and do some other things. So it never for seven years, it didn't feel super stagnant because I think that oh, would yeah. have if it was any other show. Think of yourself this sure. way. You were the Jerry Seinfeld. You're the anchor. Of your world. <laughs> that, Amanda, that's, I couldn't find that word, but that is exactly what it is. She was the anchor of it when everything around her was like swirling. Which is hilarious. I never really thought about that. Then when I got my next show, Melissa and Joey, and I created that show, I was like, I do not want to be. I need mm-hmm. to be the, the the tornado. I need to be the one causing destruction and being stupid funny. And like, I was but like, fair enough. I do not want to do that again. Like, I was like, I will not be the straight man again. But yeah, yeah so that's like, now I'm like, Anytime I'm creating something, I want to. I'm like, or looking at a project, I'm like, I don't want to be the one that's like, Eric, guys, it'll be okay. <laughs> I Why got so are you like this? What's going on? What is, so? What is um, like, what is like one of your best memories from being on set? Oh gosh, I mean, we were so young. You had had, I mean, obviously you'd done Clarissa before and so much other stuff. And I had been, I mean, according to Wikipedia, yeah, <laughs> I was acting for a long time. But, you know, I was very shy as a kid. I think being a twin is, is a weird thing. I'm sure, Amanda, what I'm saying is probably going to ring true to you and what you've noticed with your kids. But being a twin, it's like, it was almost as if you never had your own identity, the girls are here. The girls this. I mean, our names were Jennifer and Jessica, and I swear even family members couldn't get it right. Mm. Jennifer, Jenica, like, it was always, so it just became the girls. And my sister actually had such a boisterous, like, very energetic personality. And I did kind of fade back a little bit. I always let her kind of take the lead. And I love, you know, I would tag along and and follow her lead, but I wasn't really, people think of actors all the time as though we're just these, you know, loud, notice me, notice me, let me sing and dance for you. And that's not the case a lot of times in your real life where a lot of times we we um, kind of get involved with acting because it is a cool thing where you're you're getting to do something where you aren't yourself. Right. That's so true. you get to like break it down, like you get to kind of break out of your kind of introvert person to pull out that extrovert but it's not but it's not you it's someone else so it's okay you get to become someone else and I think that's what appealed to me I loved the fact that I could you know read these lines and 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 play these parts and I could totally be somebody else for a day not that I didn't like who I was it was just fun and I really you know fell into it and so but I still was you know later teens before I started doing it professionally I grew up in Southern California, so luckily there was a lot available to me theater-wise. There was great theaters in, you know, my the Ventura County area that I grew up in Los Angeles. And so I, I always kind of worked and worked and worked and did it. But 
Sabrina was really like my college. Mm-hmm. So many people mm-hmm. go to college to study acting, to study yeah. theater, to study, you know, film and TV, whatever it may be. That kind of was it for me. So I learned so much. You learned on, on the job. Set. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I and learned... it was a good set to learn on. We had some, it... I mean, not only did we have, we always talk about the amazing guest stars and the amazing opportunities, but the fact that we knew we were, we had job security for a few years and, you know, that we knew we were going through a fourth mm-hmm. season when we were in yeah, the second season. I remember auditioning for it. I already knew that the show had been picked up for a season. So the the nerves and everything that went into yeah we didn't do a pilot right we I was thinking about no. that I'm like I don't I should know this but it's been so long now like we didn't do a pilot so no no you just I, went I into knew, like here's a series wow yeah I knew going into the into the auditioning process that if I got the job it was going to at least be a season's worth of work which was mind blowing it's so rare that those things happen like it's so rare you don't do a pilot and wait 6 months to find out if you have a show and then mm-hmm. it's so rare that you know you have a back end it's so rare to know you have another season ahead and we got like blessing after blessing of like you guys get another season now we're going to give you two seasons now you know and it was like yeah wait, oh we're not doing you know 13 we're doing 21 yeah like it was just oh and then there was the year there was a writer strike looming and they were like we're actually going to do like 28 this season so we we oh, popped a few there. more right wow. <laughs> I, I think so I think it was like I, the, I think it was like the fourth season or so I just remember they were like yeah. we got to we got to do a few more remember we did like were you there when we did like bottle episodes? Like we would do on Fridays, we'd add a little, we'd add a scene or two. And all of a sudden after like 12 weeks, we'd have another episode done. Like they would add just like little scenes. It's actually a way to screw the crew over so you don't have to pay them because sure. they're already on set and you're just yeah. filming along. Actors luckily have, di- and directors have different contracts. So we get paid per episode, whereas the crew gets paid per hour. So yeah, per hour. basically they're not paying for the crew or the soundstage for an extra week or two, but you get two extra mm-hmm. episodes done at the end of the year. So Yeah, so, they're banking it. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's um, one of the ways the networks really screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, um, for me, I think that I had heard, as you all do, like being a young actor in, in, in LA, you hear horror stories, you hear about, you know, huge personalities and, and people, you know, oh, this show, oh, I love this show. Oh, did you know that everybody hated each other? You know, you hear yeah. these stories about sets and casts where they're like, oh, they're best friends. No, they're not. But yeah. that really was the case. Like we all, everybody was kind and we nice and fun. We were and friends. we all got along. We, we were fun. all really good friends. You had just moved to LA to do the show. Oh, yeah. And I had really just moved like where I grew up is a solid 45 minutes from the city without traffic. So I actually had to move closer to the city because it was too far to commute. So I didn't have a ton of friends yeah, yet yeah. in that area. So we really I were. I think Nate too. Didn't Nate come from? Yeah, I think he. Nate he, got an I apartment he, around the corner from mine, I think. I, we all kind of lived near each other. And, and then I, at, we were at all one at point I moved and you and I lived on the same block. Oh yeah. Like, apart, like yeah. a couple apartment buildings down from each other. And we just had like. Yeah, and we would like do stuff on. We get done so late on Friday nights, but if we didn't, we'd go shoot pool or we'd go do something. There was so, uh, like it was. We were young and we didn't. It was our college years, you know. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. let's go home and go to bed. No, it was like let's go. What are we doing, guys? The bars close at one yeah, thirty. What can we do? If your doctor can recite every line from the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but can't remember your name, it's time for a new doctor. 
with ZocDoc. Yeah, it's a great movie, but ZocDoc makes it easy to find quality doctors in your network and in your neighborhood. Before you book any brunch, you pour over lists and lists of reviews, right? Mm -hmm. So why not do the same when you're booking a doctor's appointment? Finding the right doctor is just as, if not more, important than finding the right plate of eggs benedict. With ZocDoc, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help you find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, plus, with real, verified patient reviews, you can find the right doctor for you, one that actually remembers your name. Mm-hmm. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash WWB. ZocDoc.com slash WWB. Yeah, we'd like, it wouldn't be like, okay, you know, that's an hour for lunch and everybody would go their separate ways. It'd be like, okay, where where do you want to go get something to eat? Or I remember there was like, all the guys played hacky sack. Oh yeah. And so we would sit like out in the, in the lot around the trailers and there'd be like a big circle. Are you thinking about like, like, okay, here's the weird thing. We started our first season was at Universal Studios and I yeah. never, I don't even have any memories of Universal Studios. I only remember the show being shot at Paramount. It's weird. Do you ever think about, like, do you imagine the Universal stage when you think about? The only thing I remember about it is that from time to time we would sneak into the lot. We would. We would go in and, like, ride the ride. Mm-hmm. And that's because yeah. that's what I used to do on Clarissa because I filmed at Universal in Florida. And so at yes. lunchtime we'd go ride Back to the Future, which, by the way, now Simpsons. That too, I did so a, cool. Bef- before Sabrina, I actually did a pilot this is a funny story because if if it had worked out i would not have been available for sabrina i had done a pilot for nickelodeon called well it it was a show that actually ended up airing called the mystery files of shelby woo oh yeah but i did the pilot as shelby and it was called the 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 original title of that show was the mystery files of shelby wink oh and i was shelby and i filmed in a universal studios in orlando and it was a it was a huge deal for me. I mean, I was like maybe 18, yeah. 19. And this whole like experience and leading this show, and I had such an amazing time filming the pilot. And then I same thing, I waited and waited and waited, and then finally got this phone call saying, Hey, the show's gonna go, but not with you, which was devastating. Yeah, I bet. but you know, I understood they changed the whole premise of the show. You know, yeah. they had um Pat Morita from the Karate Kid came on and he would he ended up playing her grandfather, which originally it was, mm. it was me and my dad and my little brother. So it was like the whole family, everything about everything it changed. changed. But if that show had, it had gone with me, I never would have even auditioned for Sabrina. I wouldn't yeah. have. So it was like, everything works out for a reason, but yeah. I loved that lot in, in Florida. Yeah. That lot in Florida University is really great. Cause it's small. It's like a smaller, well, you know, you know, Orlando mm-hmm. well, Amanda, but it's like a smaller, um, world, you know, Universal in Hollywood is huge and it's up a hill and there's yeah. like, you know, just to get to Jurassic Park, you've got to go down like eight el- escalators or some <laughs> crap like that. Like me and my kids usually race up the stairs and see who can be not winded the soonest. Yeah, that wouldn't work out for me. <laughs> I do remember the, the shooting for that year at Universal. It gave me like my little like lie that I would tell about what I did for a living. because I don't know why I always felt weird. The first year the show was on, I always felt weird 
if people are like, oh, what do you do? And I'm being like, oh, I'm an actor. And then, I still don't say it. Oh, what I do still you? won't say I, it. I just, I, I don't know why. I always felt so weird about it. And I'm still kind of that way too. When yeah. people try and get you to like rattle. I know you, I know you. What have you been in? Like, no, uh, please don't make me list my resume. If you don't, if you know, I will say yes. <laughs> I hate it when people try and get you to rattle off your Oh, I can't stand Actually, what is the but, second, after Sabrina, what is the other thing that people mostly recognize you from? Like, what's the, the second oh, one? Oh, that- um... I mean, honestly, it's like different worlds because it, 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 the musical theater world yeah. that, are, that are fans of that type of stuff will always be like, oh, know me from Wicked. Or this this actual show that I did before Wicked, which was called Bear, which became this kind of like cult classic. It was kind of like the the pre-Spring Awakening, Spring Awakening. But it was this show that I actually moved to New York to do from Los Angeles and it was this like teenage angst rock opera show that kind of had this sad, unceremonious death that it was supposed to transfer. It was all this stuff. And then the show ended up dying, which is why I auditioned for Wicked and then ended up doing that. But I remember being on tour with Wicked and being at stage doors, thinking I'm in the hugest show there's ever been and it's Wicked. And people were like, Bear changed my life. Oh. So it was, it's really, so I still get people being like, oh my God, you're the girl from, and you think you know what they're going to say. Yeah. And they're like, Bear. Oh, that's so cool. So that's a weird one. But I used to tell people that I drove the tram at Universal. Oh. People ask me where I worked. <laughs> that's a great say, one, oh, actually. I, oh, I work at Universal. <laughs> well, it's if not a lie. pursued it. Exactly, because we did. We shot the show at you Universal just Studios. You didn't drive the tram. Yeah, yeah so I said, oh, I, I work at Universal Studios. And if they if they pushed it, I'd be like, oh, I, I drive the tram. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That would actually be a fun dr- job, I think. I think it, well, the, the noise, though. Those things are so loud. They are loud, that's true. And you have to go through some of those tunnels and things shake you up. Yeah, that would be the it. only negative. I what about, I what about driving the boat at the Jungle Cruise? Like, that'd be kind of fun, too. But what if you're... Oh, yeah, in, yeah, I yeah. always think about that. I'm like, what if I'm in a bad mood? Like, what if those oh, people yeah. are just having a terrible no, day? No, you gotta... That's like our job. You gotta turn it on, And they gotta oh, get yeah. up there and hey, do it. Hey, you're a PTO president. It's like being the... P- <laughs> it's like walking into the PTO when your kids are puking at home. It's like, you gotta turn it on. You gotta just be there. Wait. You gotta be... What is PTO like PTA? Oh, PTA. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, parent-teacher okay. organization okay. instead of parent-teacher uh, association, right? Yeah. Association. Yeah, I, I never okay. know. Different schools call it different things. It's like HOA or co-op. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing. All the same. Same thing. Oh, is that what okay. a co-op is? Okay, good to know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never understood that term. I'm like, wait, what? I think it's kind of for just like apartment buildings. I don't know if it's just yeah. a New York thing. Oh, I gotcha. But. So let me ask you, what was, who was your favorite guest star? Because... I mean, we've mentioned so many in our many panels at many Comic-Cons. And we'll be at 90s, guys, we'll be at Comic-Con, 90s Con in Hartford, Connecticut again in March. So mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. come. And we've got yeah. another special guest coming with us. So usually it's been, what, it's been you, me, Nate. No, did Nate? Yeah, Nate, Nate was there last that year. That was the first one he joined us on. Yep, Caroline and so. Beth, Ann Hilda, Zelda, Harvey, me, Libby. And mm-hmm. this year we have... Salem coming. We have Nick Bakai. Oh, we're coming to 90s. We're all going to be chopped meat. Everybody, every time we go to these things, you're like, where's Salem? Where's Salem? Yeah. So. Are people going to be disappointed when it's a human? Um, No, because here's the weird <laughs> thing. Know. I was thinking about that. Like, <gasps> You think they know. But voiceover <laughs> artists get, I mean, they get, they get the, like, people love voiceover well, artists. people don't get yeah. to see them. Oh, yeah. That's so true. So maybe true. that's what it is. And the, his the voice. novelty of the visual that's true his mm-hmm. his voice is i mean the same but he didn't do yeah. anything to his voice that is his vo- he read it at a table read and he was one of our writers and they were just kind of like they couldn't find anyone and they were kind of like you want to do it and he was like okay <laughs> like mm, eggs no i don't know i can't do the <laughs> <laughs> mm, eggs yeah no 
but I mean, it is, it is him. As soon as he picks up a microphone at the panel that we will inevitably do, people will lose their minds. Well, he's like and a stand-up. So well, excited. I don't know if he started in stand-up, but he's just a funny guy. We got to get him on the podcast because he'd be right? he's hilarious. I love that guy. And I mean, he's- Wait, our, is this the first time you guys have done uh, the podcast this way? Like without Zoom, someone we, in-house? I think it's the third time we've done a Zoom. Okay. Yeah, we did one first with- First time uh, in a few seasons, though. Yeah, we haven't done it since like second season, maybe. We had Garcelle, Garcelle and, Tara. and Tara Strong. You know Tara. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we did one with Tara- um, who was who was our Molly Dolly, and she was in the mm-hmm. she was Gwen in the the Sabrina movies, and of course she's all the all the voiceovers. And I mean she all the kills it at the comic cons. Everyone wants to see her because she's Twilight Sparkle and she's Batgirl and she all the things, right? It's insane. Her yeah. career in in that world is just. I mean, she's pretty untouchable. Yeah, yeah, it's true. She is, and actually, we're creating one together. I'm very excited about Uh-oh. it. Um, That's so great. So wait, so who was your favorite guest star? Is it Johnny Mathis or was it? Oh, wait, was yours the monkeys? No, wait, you like the Violent Femmes. I don't know. The Violent Femmes. The the Violent Femmes. I'm not letting her answer. I want to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, for me, because we weren't really on set very much if if we weren't involved. So a lot of, like, the, like, crazy, super cool, like, I don't want to say old school, but, you know, older than us, a generation above us or whatever that would would come onto the show, Raquel Welch and Barbara Eden and Dick Van Dyke, all of that stuff. I never really got, I didn't really get to work with any of them. So my experience of guest stars on the show had much more to do with, like, the pop star world. So... When they when came, because a lot of them there, came to the high school. Backstreet and Boys and In Sync and The Violent Femmes. So it was like yeah. it was. I was kind of in the music section of our guest stars. That's true. And so, um, yeah, because you go I, the, like I don't remember. I I wanted The Violent Femmes. They were my first concert, but I and I loved their music, but I don't remember interacting were, with them at all. But you did because you had the scenes with them. Yeah, but didn't you? You were you were in that up. You were with us. I was there, but you? I think I like. I don't know. Maybe we need to watch this episode and do a rewatch episode. Because, okay. Right. Uh, like I, think I you're. I remember a, like we all ended up in a car together and we were going to the thing. So, oh, oh and no! Then you go up and get their autograph or something, but I don't know what. And I it did. was. You know what episode it was? It was when we had Hilda and Zelda as teenagers. Oh. Did you and I go with Hilda and Zelda? So I think we. I don't know how we ended up together because you know as. Libby would say, "I'm yeah. not." Yeah. So I don't know how we, I don't know how we ended up in like going together to something. But all of us were there. Gordy was there. Too. I mean, Curse was there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So we all ended up somehow at this event, and it was the. But I definitely did have like more interaction with them, and yeah. it that was a dream for me because we all loved them. Oh, loved them. I think I was too shy to talk to them, or I just didn't have enough scenes with them where I felt like I did, couldn't. Same with Blondie. Blondie was there at my request, oh, yeah. and I don't remember having. I've had more conversations <laughs> with like Betsy Johnson because I wore her clothes than with Blondie, who I worked with on the show. Like. Kind of weird, but um, it is intimidating though, because you, you know, you'd think, oh, you, you know, I. It's so funny now that I've been doing a lot of of guest star work, and I'm coming onto other people's sets just for one week. I always like look at it and think, okay, all I want to do is assimilate into their set. They have yeah. a well oiled machine. Like the, I can do my job the best way I can do it if I if I show up. I hit my marks, I say my lines, <laughs> I don't cause any you know delays or problems, and then I'm out. And if I can. But imagining that that it was our show, so yeah. we were the ones that were there every week. So you'd think that we would have more kind of like bravado or whatever to to 
talked, but we were kind of like still giddy whenever someone cool would come. We were, but we also had each other. So in a way we didn't, I, like, I feel like if I didn't know what to say to them, I could fall back on talking to the crew, talking to the cast. You know, if I didn't feel like I could be go up to them like confidently, I feel like I I shied away a little bit, which is weird thinking about but that's me and my I mean. personality. We did that. You'd think that we would have had a bit had more. A, yeah, been like, hey, how are you? Like, like yeah, I don't think I was very welcoming on the set. I think I was more embarrassed a lot of the time than welcoming. I don't think, but I don't think it came across as though you weren't friendly. Yeah, no, I hope not. But I, were, I, I, don't I don't think, think I walk so. up to people like, hi, welcome to the set. I'm Melissa. Like, I don't no, think no, I no, felt no. like that felt, that felt businessy to me. And I wasn't a businesswoman. Yeah. Like, it just felt weird. No, because we were also very young. So that's, yeah. I feel like that's more of a persona as someone who would, who would have been a decade older than us that's might true. have taken on. That's what know? Beth and Caroline did. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hi, I'm Beth. Like, I could see Beth going, hi, I'm Beth. How are you? I'm hi, that I'm person Beth. you can always count on, though. Like, if you're nervous to go up to somebody, just tell me. Yeah. Because I will do it. You'll shove me up there. <laughs> I, I will, well, if you won't do it, I'll walk up to them and be like, hi, come with me. Come meet this person. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm never afraid. Logan, it drove Logan nuts. But see, I'm not the majority. If it's someone I don't like. I did it with Daniel Radcliffe with our makeup artist Erin. Like she wanted to meet Daniel Radcliffe at a at a Harry Potter, and I was like, "Well, I don't have an affiliation either." Like he seems cool. Harry Potter's awesome, but like I don't care what he thinks of me. But she was like, "Don't, don't, don't," and I was like, "Come on!" And I was like, "Hey, will you meet my friend?" And he's like, "Oh my god, I grew up on you. I love you." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, thank you. That was so sweet." But this is my friend Erin, <laughs> and like it was okay for me to do for yeah. her. But it's kind of like you can do it for your kids. I can do it for anyone. Yeah, it, like I'll do it yeah. for you. You do it for me. That's fine. Okay. But I was so proud of Logan one day, finally, after years of me being that person. He's like, no, don't bother them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bother them. Here we go. <laughs> oh, he, one day we were at Hamilton in New York. Oh. And uh, we, it was like an afternoon show. We didn't really expect to see anyone. We were just there for the show. And lo at intermission, Logan gets up, goes to the restroom. And I'm just sitting there looking around. And I noticed Steven Spielberg oh. in front of us. And... You went up to Steven Spielberg? No, no, no. I'll, I, hang on. Okay. So I text Logan and I'm like, um, just want to make you aware Steven Spielberg is here. And this is like Logan's idol. This is the man yeah. who inspired him to go to film school and to get into media and all this. So he's like, are you serious? I was like, I'm like 97.7% sure. He's like, okay. So he comes back. It goes dark again. Show ends. I'm picking up my bag off the floor and getting my you know playbill and everything. I look up. And Logan's gone. I cannot find him. Suddenly I spot him. He is down beside the stage and he is talking to Steven Spielberg. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I've never been more proud in my whole life. <laughs> Beeline for him. And it just worked out so well because he was wearing Jaws shoes. Uh, <laughs> oh. Was my the Vans? The Vans with the jaw? Yeah. Oh yeah. My kids have those. And uh, oh so it was a big day. And uh, uh, yeah, but cute. I was like, I have finally... It, it's happened. Yeah, there you go. You rubbed you, off. You, you rubbed off. You groomed him well. <laughs> and then I failed as a wife and forgot to take a picture of the whole situation. Oh, so. You know what, though? So oh, I no. keep telling my kids, sometimes things have to happen without a picture. It's and you okay. know what? We'll always have that memory. It doesn't mean and it didn't happen. I witnessed it. I can back it up. He did meet him. Yeah. And he was so kind. Oh it was a great experience. That's nice. So. Well, All speaking of that we did Broadway. Get pictures of, yeah. I know. We didn't. We didn't have cell phones. We, we had Polaroids. Yeah, like we just didn't. We had Polaroid cameras, so sometimes we get a Polaroid. And where the hell are those right now? Rotting in the bottom of a shoebox. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pull those out. I'll pull those out for everybody someday soon. We should put some on I set. Have a we couple. need a set. Redesign. I have a couple. We do. 
I have these random Polaroids from, remember when we did that 17 magazine photo shoot? Oh yeah. Like a prom thing. I randomly found a couple Polaroids from that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. I have boxes of photos somewhere. I just haven't pulled them together yet. Like I keep moving things did into boxes and moving. UK? I might. I sent a lot of my memorabilia to the UK to sell off, um, but uh, we have not done that yet. Hey, Amanda, did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakening or thinning hair? Like, I have noticed as I've gotten older that my hair is getting thinner, a little kinkier. Like, yeah. it's just changing texture, and I got a little freaked out, so I started using something new called Nutrafol. How are you liking it? I'm loving it. I've only just started, and I'm so excited to see the results because it's got great recommendations. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement and it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It also supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician-formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages, so you can get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth over six months. 3,000-plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. And you, too, can grow thicker, healthier hair, and you can support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code WWB, like what women binge, to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code WWB. And thanks for supporting our show, Nutrafol. Now, someday you guys will be able to get some of my memorabilia out there. Right. But um, Jenna, tell us about, okay. let's talk about Wicked. Let's talk about your Broadway yeah. time. Let's talk about, and there was a show you did recently. I was trying to remember the name of it um, that you finished a few years ago. Um, I did the last show I did here in New York. I mean, I, I, I well, pandemic kind of brought everything to a, a screeching halt. Um, but the last show I did before the pandemic hit was a revival, the New York revival of a show called the marvelous wonderettes, mm-hmm. um, which is just a sweet little, like it's a show our parents would kill for it's, it's all fifties and sixties music. It's like a, just this sweet little jukebox musical with four girls and it's this the plot is is super thin it's really just designed to string all of these amazing songs together um but I did that for about a year and a half here in New York and it was just a fun thing to do it was something that kind of fell into my lap but we did it right on theater row on 42nd street and it was just fun you know it's funny because I feel like like career-wise it's weird because people will always say to me, they're like, oh, but you don't do TV and film anymore. You're a Broadway girl now. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, there are some people who only do television film and have never done any kind of theater or Broadway. And there are people who only do Broadway. But there are a lot of people who, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't have a favorite medium. You I diversify. Like and they're, they're all just very, very different 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 beasts so I just like cool projects yeah I'm not really picky I grew up you know loving musical theater so the fact that I did end up getting to come to New York and do it was so unreal and amazing but I really do kind of just go back and forth but it's been such an amazing experience to you know and I live here now I've been in New York 10 years now 
Um, so wait, so tell I, me, here's the thing. I have never, yeah. you're going to kill me. Everyone is about to probably um, hate me, but I've never seen Wicked. Can you? <laughs> is that insane? How? I've never seen That's Wicked. A little well, I know what we're doing on our next trip. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, there. It's like I spent a lot of years with musical theater when my sister was singing on in a few plays, or friends mm-hmm. were. So I saw a lot of. I saw Les Mis twelve times. I saw Miss Saigon twenty times. I saw. Oh yeah. The Who's Tommy a million times. times. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've I seen anything Tommy goes. And I did the Los Angeles production of. Oh, you did, yeah. Emily. My little sister played little Tommy. On the Broadway, production. not I mean, not the not the original. Like the the it was an LA revival in 2008, I believe, is when we did it. It was an insanely cool production. It's such a great, it's such a great play. I, that one I don't know, yeah. but Wicked. But I you don't... know the you know the 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 Who, you know their the song, Who. their their album of Tommy. It's like a rock opera. Oh, okay. And so they made it, it was, a play. That turned into a stage musical. Yeah. Yeah, and it was um, um and it's incredible. It's it's uh it's like a, uh, it's about a pinball wizard who's deaf, dumb, and blind. A, deaf, deaf, a little blind. boy who who witnessed I something think traumatic. I think I've seen and... the video version. Or oh yeah, movie probably. Version of this. probably. My sister oh, and I used yeah, to listen. My parents were big hippies, so I listened to the Who's Tommy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then for my sister to get the part of Little Tommy, there were four Little Tommies every night. Mm-hmm. So the little girls, and they were always girls. girls. Yeah, and they had to cut their hair into bowl cuts and then dye it jet black. So me and my boyfriend, who had a bowl cut with black hair, used to pick her up on the subway up on Forty Fourth <laughs> Street and take her down to our apartment in, in the in the village, and it. Probably she probably looked like our daughter. She's ten years younger than me, and even though I was like eighteen and she was eight, it probably looked like our daughter <laughs> in a weird way. She has my face but his hair, so That's it was fun. super ah. weird. But um, yeah, so she was playing Tommy, and uh, that was a fun one to be a part of. But those, so those are the plays that I've seen. But so tell mm-hmm. me, anyone that might be out there like me that doesn't know Wicked, tell us qu- a quick mm-hmm. little like log line. I mean, Wicked is is. I mean, you you might actually be the only person I think who I does am. not know what Wicked I is, but. You know, to appease you. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Wicked is basically um, kind of the story of what, what if what you what what if what you think you know about the Wizard of Oz was not actually the real story. So it is about the witches behind the Wizard of Oz. So Glinda and Elphaba, which would be who we know from from the Wizard of Oz as the the Wicked Witch of the West, and it starts with them entering university or college and butting heads being forced to be roommates and oh they're not kind sisters of, no. no 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 oh i thought they were sisters no, okay. no they're they're so honestly glinda the good witch is kind of the mean girl and alphaba is the outcast because she's green and then they discover that she actually does have magical powers and then um in order and it's it's very much a play on on politics as well like the book is a million pages and is insanely political and and so in-depth it's it's a it's a very like rough but challenging and interesting and kind of eye-opening read but it basically um wizard of oz starts about three quarters of the way through wicked the musical okay so it's basically what if the wicked witch wasn't really bad she was just misunderstood um, misunderstood and then the the reasons why she's doing this you see the reasons behind why she did everything she did and so then the character that i played is which is nessa rose she is alphabet's sister she's her younger sister okay she was born crippled so she's in a wheelchair but she's they they refer to her as being um you know 
she has this beautiful face, but poor girl, she's in this wheelchair. So she's, they call her tragically beautiful. So she is just, you think of her as just being this poor girl who's stuck in this wheelchair and her sister's weird and she doesn't really want anything to do with her. And then um, something happens in the second act and she actually gets the ability to walk and she becomes the governor of Munchkin land and has a lot of power and she abuses her power. And she, so Nessa Rose is actually the, the sister that the house falls on. Oh, so that's oh. where the, the Wait, did you just spoiler alert? From. Like, did you just spoiler alert? Me? Everyone has seen this. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> don't worry. Nothing. They is call spoiled. her. They call her the Wicked Witch of the East. Oh, okay. So, so it's the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wicked Witch of the East. Mm-hmm. But so I actually so so oh, I, I played Nessa Rose okay. full time, but I also um, and they don't do this anymore. I think when uh, you know years ago when I did the show. Um, my original auditions for the show had all been for Alphaba. And so then when I didn't get that role, they were, they kind of came back and said, you know, would, would Jenna be interested in auditioning for Nessa Rose? So I went back in again for literally like a two minute long audition. It was so quick because I'd, I'd been through so much of the process already that the director was like, I don't need you to sing. It's fine. I just want to see these scenes because they'd heard me sing all of the Alphaba stuff, which is so much more, so I ended up getting that part. And then a couple weeks later, before we started rehearsals, they kind of came back and said, would she be interested in, in understudying the role? Which is not something I'd ever really done before. Yeah. So it was very daunting and scary to think of understudying. Yeah, understudy. That's what I've done a lot on Broadway was understudy. And it's yeah. um, it's tough because you're oftentimes, well, were you just understudying just Alphaba? Just Alphaba. So that's, at least there's only like, one, pl- one role. Yeah. A lot of times you're oh, understudying numerous roles. And you don't know yeah. which one you're ever going to go on That's as. a sweet, no, right? No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was, I mean, I understudied four roles in the crucible. No, three? I think it was mm-hmm. three. And ended up going on as one. But I didn't remember any one of them all the way through because anytime we ever did rehearsals, I was, and if you're this one, you're going to be here. And if you're this one, you're going to be here. And if you're, oh. and I was like, okay. So then the night that I had to go on, I was like, uh, which one am I now? <laughs> the mind of a swing is oh. insane to me. I have so much, so much respect for anyone who has the brain capacity to dance captain or swing a show, especially like swinging ensemble members, because you have to imagine it, especially in a big musical, there's probably 12 female ensemble members. So if you're a swing and you're covering all of them, I could never do it. I know. When I went on, it was like, it's me and Michael Sheen, Michael York, uh, uh, Martin Sheen, um, and uh, you know, here I am on Broadway with them and I'm like, uh, there's a, this is a 50 person. This is a crucible. Yeah. I'm the little I didn't know you did that. Crucible is one of my, favorite. I was 16 and I was like, and I got called that morning. Hey, she's sick. You're going on tonight. Quick, go to Capizio, grab some slippers and get over here. Cause we got to rehearse. And I was like, yeah, I still have nightmares about it because I'm like, <laughs> it's me going on set going, I don't know my lines. She's sick. I, what am Imagine I doing? Imagine how I'm feeling yeah. right now. I well, think I'm sick too. I think I'm sick too. I can't do it. Get someone else. Um, a funny story is that the um, the first time I did end up going on for Alphabet was we had a whole situation happen when before we'd even opened. And we opened the show in Toronto, which is where we the tour opened there. So we'd been in Toronto for weeks already, you know, rehearsing and teching, you know, then going into previews for the show. And um, Stephanie Block, who was our brilliant Alphabet, had a, a, an injury. And so we ended up having to push our previews for a couple of days and get someone from New York to come out and help us and step in. And she did that for a week or two until Stephanie was 
feeling, you know, better and, and they could get her back in the show. But I got a phone call, um, I think on our official opening night, which was a Tuesday night. And I got a phone call from our stage manager or, or company manager, one of the two saying, hey, I just want to wish you, you know, a, a great opening night, which I thought was so odd because I was like, wow, are they calling every cast member <laughs> wishing them a, oh, oh. a happy opening? Oh, no. So she said, uh, you know, I just want to uh, wish you a happy opening. Have an amazing time tonight. And FYI, you're going to go on as Alphaba on Friday night. Oh, I had never rehearsed. And I wasn't even, they kept the rehearsals for, for um, you know, the, the other roles uh, closed. So the understudies weren't even in the, in the oh, room no. to just take notes or we, we had, I had not started rehearsals yet. So oh, no. in three days, they taught me the whole show. Luckily, I'd been kind of doing my homework on my own during the rehearsal process and trying to memorize lines and learn music. Because you're a professional. I'd never, I'd never sang through the songs oh, with my anyone gosh. other than the songs that I'd auditioned with. I'd never, I didn't know the blocking. Oh, I didn't know anything. That gives anything. me like palpitations. This is why, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, cops. Broadway is I don't, I don't even remember. I don't even remember it. But there's a huge thing, Melissa. That it's very famous and wicked. At the end of act one, Alphaba flies in the air. And it's a big, the big defying gravity moment at the end of it. And it's just this, this probably the most famous moment from Wicked is at the end of act one with Alphaba in the air with her broom just flying. Okay. And we called this, the, it was this, this piece of machinery called, we called it the cherry picker. But you had to get you know, you're right, you're doing the scene, you're doing the song, and you run to the back and you've got, I mean, you've got tights, body, green bodysuit, green paint, oh. clothing, hat, wig, cape, broomstick, book bag, the, the, the magical book. You've got all this stuff. Oof. You have to run back, get in this contraption, make sure that none of the articles of clothing that you're wearing are caught in any way because this thing closes around you. And if it's not closed properly, it won't work. It's designed, you know, to be a safety measure. And then as you're still in the middle of doing all this stuff, it, it moves to the front. And then, you know, she says, it's not her. She's not the one you want. It's me. It's me. And she goes up. That thing just did not lift. Oh just no! Did not, my first show on just didn't lift, and I'm like, no. "Oh my god, I've done something wrong! Oh my god, I've done something wrong! I've done..." But you have to keep going. Oh no! So we just finished it, and one by one, all of the cast members on stage just start, you know, because they're supposed to be like, you know, staring at her up in the air, contributing their parts at the end of the song, yeah. and one by one, they just slowly start falling to the ground. So that they were and lower. Like, by the end of the number, every single cast member on stage was just laying on the floor with their hands up, trying to make me look, look like you were further away. Oh, man. And, you know, the curtain comes down, and I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? What I... It ended up not being my fault. It was a mechanical mistake. Oh. But I was the first green girl to not fly in Wicked. I was the first woman it had ever happened to. Now they have whole like plan B safety measures. It opens up. She runs to the front of the stage, but it had oh. never happened before. Oh, Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's Wild a story. Well, so so now we get to the part in the our show where we ask okay. you what you're into. Okay. What are you binging? Oh gosh. You know what? I did not used to consider myself to be a binger. And then the pandemic hit and everybody started binging everything, but I was petrified of it because I thought if I just laid on the couch and watched TV all day, <laughs> you'd waste that yeah. I would yeah. I would I thought I would like fall into this great depression. And so I yeah. I still didn't do it, but recently I don't know what's changed. I think I've had like a kind of crazy couple of months and I just love nothing more than just being home. And so, so I started. Well, also things. you're missing out. Like if you don't, I mean, 
we don't have the appointment television like we used to, but you also have a like if you're missing out on a few things, if your friends are watching something or mm-hmm. you're talking to your best friend or your mom or whatever and yeah. someone doesn't you're not watching what they're watching, you you'd like to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now yeah. it's acceptable yeah. because we have to watch some of the same things because nobody's <laughs> watching the same things, you know? Yeah. Well, there's so much content. There's I mean, there's so do, much content. There's there's networks and, and streaming services that I've never even heard of that each have 25 show, scripted television shows. I'm like, what are all these shows? Well, that's why I wanted to start this podcast because I was like, everybody needs to talk about what they're like. Mm-hmm. I run out of ideas. I also mm-hmm. can't watch everything. So I need Amanda here to watch some of the things. Yeah. And I'll watch some of the things and you watch some of the things and then we'll all talk yeah. about it. So. so I'm late to the game, but recently I have been binging. Well, I caught up on Ted Lasso and Morning Show. Oh, so I good. Love, oh, I haven't done Morning Show. Second season. How's oh. second season of Morning Show compared to the first? I really like it. I, it I mean, I think a lot of it. I don't know that it's better than the first, but I did really like it. So, Melissa, I'm yeah. so excited for you. You've been really working hard on getting your immune system up and going really well and getting your body in shape. What's your secret weapon now? Well, I've been using AG1. Do you know AG1? I have heard of this. It's made by Athletic Greens. It's great. It tastes great. Uh, you do a scoop. Oh, no, because I know those veggie things can be not so tasty. This one is pretty yum. Okay. What do you, you like? Do? Put a scoop in your water in the morning, and it, oh my gosh, it helps in so many ways. So tell me what it's doing for you. So with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, all kinds of good stuff, right? Ooh. It's lifestyle-friendly. You can eat it when you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all the Woo-woo. things. So it's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. And I love this. They're sustainable, too, for for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. That's and, amazing. Yeah, they do like climate neutral certified, all that good stuff. That is amazing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. Yeah, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WWB. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash WWB to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens, for supporting What Women Binge. I did. I, I know other people who feel differently, who yeah. felt let down by it. But I haven't I, heard anyone talk about it. I actually forgot I really like it. I haven't. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I, I kind of, I watched the first season and then kind of forgot about it. Yeah. So I just recently binged the second season. And then um, my, my main binge, because I ended up having a friend who joined season four and I'd never seen any of it, but I binged Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. which is just a guilty. Is that guilty also because pleasure. you met Jesse Cove, who's so handsome? <laughs> we, <did laughs> we went to Cove. we went to Wales Comic Con, um, and we and the there. Cobra Kai people were there. Oh, they were so sweet. But Martin Cove, they were so sweet. Marty Cove, who's uh, the evil sensei from the original mm-hmm. movie, and then through mm-hmm. Cobra Kai, his son Jesse yes. is in it yes. in some capacity. I'm not sure. Who um, you know, I did. I, he, yes, he is on it. He's but it's super in, handsome. Uh, Yes, he's very, very <laughs> handsome. But um, I, I kind of thought, because they do have a, an actor who comes on and plays Martin Cove um, younger. And so I totally thought it would be his son, and it yeah. wasn't. Oh, interesting. His son just has a, a random other role. But my dear friend, Thomas Ian Griffith, who is from the original movies, who played Terry Silver, who is kind of Martin Cove's like 
compadre in the first, yeah. you know, he, they were like cohorts of evil senseis. So <laughs> Thomas joined, joined, he was like the big reveal for season four oh. that Terry Silver was coming back. So I had three seasons to catch up so that I could get to Thomas's season. And now season five just dropped and I haven't started that. And I had to take a break. And so my palate cleanser somehow became Squid Games. Oh, Ooh. what? Deep dive. <laughs> This is who I am, though. If I read a if I read a rom com book, then my next book has to be something crazy and dark and deep. Wait, can you so that, can you watch Squid Games and go to bed at night? Like, I feel like I'm gonna I watch did. that. Like, she's like, really? yeah, I slept great. I also, I also I also watch like murder documentaries before I go to bed. So okay, I'm weird. All right, you're in New York. You're surrounded by millions of people. You're fun. Yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah. So so like from from Cobra Kai to Squid Game has been my wow. TV binges. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to ask you some of the questions that we ask our season four guests. Are you ready? We probably talked for like three hours. I don't even know what. All right. Okay, I'm ready. If you could live life as any character in a book, show, movie, who would you be? That is such a crazy question. (laughs) Sorry. Um, These are these are Amanda's questions this this season. Um. It's funny because you you sent me some questions early and I thought about a couple of them and other ones I didn't. But I really did think about this one because I was like, what is something that I loved? And I just like remember watching or reading and thinking I wish I could be her. And I think my answer to this question is random, but it's Sydney Bristow from Alias, Jennifer Garner. Oh, that's a great one. That was one of my, to this day, one of my favorite shows. And just like speaking of every single week, she got to be someone else. So cool. Yeah. That was yeah, a cool yeah, yeah. show. Kick butt. I'm like, shocked so that I one think, hasn't yeah. come back in this like world of reboots we live in. Yeah, it's true. Seriously. Or just maybe just even a resurgence of the original because that is a show that everybody. Yeah. I need to see. watch it. I have yeah. not watched that. Oh, oh well, watch that. that's a great one. Yeah. Watch it. All right. We'll do. Um, if you uh, had to pick a genre to describe your life, what would it be? <laughs> would it be musical theater? <laughs> no. It would be it would be folly. Um, oh. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like like adventure comedy drama. All right. I, I feel like it would be all of the above. Like I I just feel like I've. Are you living in Jumanji? My life is just been. I mean, like I have a great life, but it's definitely been like crazy and up and down. And you know, I lived in Los Angeles, then I lived in New York, then I went on tour for a year, then I went back to Los Angeles, back to New York. So it's just like. I, I never really know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So, I guess adventure. I get that. That's what I said. You're actually the only other person okay. I think that said adventure. Oh, I said adventure yeah. too because I couldn't think of any one thing. I feel like exactly. adventure encompasses it kind all, of, like romance yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, drama and all that. So. A little bit of this, a little bit little of that. Action, yeah. A little action, yeah. Yeah, a little of everything. Um, if you could choose an actress to play you in your life story, who would that be? <sighs> People tend to go, it's weird, with this question, people tend to go older instead of, like, finding yeah. the younger actor that might play you later. Well, because we also think if there is your life story, it's likely long after later on your, you know, younger life. Yeah. But any actress, any age, any dead or alive. I mean, I kind of love, no matter what, it could be the worst movie in the world. It doesn't matter. I love it so much if she's in it. So maybe I'd say Sandra Bullock. <gasps> That's who I was going to uh, say. Okay. See, I was going to say Jennifer her... Gardner now that you brought her oh, my well, attention. Oh, well, she'd be but... great, too. 
But yeah, but Sandra, Sandra Bullock's one of my faves. I, I'd say Sandra Bullock because yeah. I just, I mean, she's one of those for me. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll watch it. I'll love it. She's in it. That's true. And I just think she seems like she'd be like such a good friend. Like she'd be such yeah. a cool person to know. What's her, her most recent movie was really, I, I was. The Jungle one, right? Yeah. Uh, it's two words. Yeah, oh, I just watched it recently. The Lost World. Yeah. Uh, Lost. Yeah, Lost, like Lost City. Lost, Lost City, City. Lost, Lost City. Yes. It's okay. so good. It it's is funny. Such a classic, like Sandra Bullock movie because, well, and 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 hello, what like Daniel Radcliffe plus year old, yeah, can get like yeah, Channing oh, yeah, Tatum right. and Brad Pitt with her uh, in a comedy. Like, I mean, she gets yeah. these younger dudes. It. It's amazing. And like, she, I mean, she recently had a movie with Ryan Reynolds, and then she does one with Channing Tatum. Like, it's rare that yeah. you see an older woman get a younger guy like that, and it works with yeah. her. Yeah, like, I, love her. I love She's her. She's amazing. So I'll say Sandra Bullock. Um, what's the best TV theme song? That one is very difficult. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. I mean, like you hear the Friends theme song and you get giddy, but <sighs> do you remember the Facts of Life yes. theme yeah. song? You take the good, good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life. That is and then you don't know, and then you don't know the second verse. No. Lyrics, nope. But you just sing along in gibberish as well. I just think that that, I I don't know. I remember that from yeah early childhood and just being such a fun that is a good one. You put you in a good mood. Yeah, that is that is that is a good one. We haven't had that one yet, no. have we? Um, what's the hardest part? Because we're old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but people like have been calling out like Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And, oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old shows like that. American uh uh, uh hero. Wait, what's it yeah. called? Yeah, American hero. Great American hero. Um, oh, that what's happened to me. I can't believe it. Yeah, that that one? Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that was kind of like, that became kind of like a pop song too. Yes. I feel like that's it true. became really popular. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, and you know what? We've been watching again. We went back to the Wonder Years. And that's a great theme song too. Oh, that is. God, yeah. What, 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 I trying to what would you do? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Which I probably just sang out of tune. So It's fine. <laughs> we don't judge. <laughs> what is the hardest part of your job? Mm. I mean, it's it's lame to say it, but we're actors. Like probably all the no's before there's a yes. Yeah, rejection. it's hard. You because you you know you have to have such you have to have such a thick skin, especially to be a lifer in this business. I have so many friends who are probably the most talented people I've ever known, who either you know quit before they ever really were able to to do anything professionally or did it for a while and then just couldn't couldn't yeah. take what what all comes with it any longer and found other paths and I'm so proud of them for the choices and paths that they took but to stick in it and to to do it knowing that like you have no idea where your next job is going to well, come from people know that in the NFL like it's rare like you know a fraction of people that play high school football get to play in the NFL tiny fraction mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of the same for SAG the Screen Actors yeah. Guild, we only one percent of SAG makes over scale or something like that, like, right? That makes actually makes a living or, at or, it, or or makes yeah makes, makes a, a living at it. And, and you know, I'm sure you know this as well, but like it's 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 a huge misconception with people who are not in our industry. People think that you have like one great job, you know, i.e. Sabrina for a couple of years, a million years ago, and they just think that like first of all, you're rich. Yeah, you're living and the that life. You yeah. you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, how do you pick what job you're going to do? I'm like. <laughs> 
I'm fighting. Do they offer it? Somebody somebody calls and says, Hey, you, you got this, you booked this job. And I'm like giddy about it. I said, I, 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 I very rarely pick and choose, you know, that, that is a luxury from time to time with certain things, but for the most part, it's you're just fighting a for every job. You're going on auditions. Mm-hmm. You're reading scripts. You're out there putting yourself on tape. You're doing yeah. Zoom calls with producers and casting directors and trying to get in the. I mean, I remember going to premieres just to show, just to be in front of. I went to a Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock premiere, Hope Floats, just to be in front of the Fox executives because this movie Drive Me Crazy might happen soon. So go get in front of the Fox executives and show mm-hmm. up at Hope Floats premiere. So I yeah. walked down the red carpet at the Hope Floats premiere. It turned out to be one of my favorite movies. It's a great yeah. movie. It, that oh one was God, badly that promoted. That is a Sandra Bullock movie that was like badly promoted because it, it looked like, I thought it looked too much like a romance between her and Harry Connick. And it's not. It's such a great story of like three generations of women. And, oh, yeah. That and I guess true. nobody wanted to promote it that way. They wanted to be like, look at her and Harry fall in love. But yeah. that's not I, I was like, oh, I don't want to see this movie, but I have to go be in front of the Fox. Exact. They're just trying to sell it. Yeah. 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 And I, maybe that worked. But yeah. So I think I think that's the hardest thing is just ha- like reminding yourself it's not personal, not, yeah. you know, having keeping that thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, do you have a favorite joke? <laughs> I don't think anyone's told us a joke yet, by the way, Not all season. Single, right? No, we did get one. We I don't, one like, I, I don't, I feel like I never remember jokes, but I did actually hear a joke recently that is so stupid and so short, and, but I thought it was really funny. Okay. What, what is, what is, <laughs> I can't <even. laughs> She's already laughing. What is, what is, what is Forrest Gump's, um, password? Shrimp? <laughs> no, I don't know. One, Forest One. <laughs> I love that you were laughing before you even said <laughs> I just think it's so stupid. It's so funny. It's, who thinks of these? I don't know. I want to be the person who thinks this up. I know. I listen to like stand-up comedy all day long on the radio and I always am like, oh, I got to remember this joke or I got to remember that I or I got to tell Mark this. Never remember them. Never ever. I can't remember, even remember the, the comic's name half the time, like let alone to find I it. only remember that one just because of like how I'm, because it's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I ever remember is the one that my kids liked when they were little, which uh-huh. was why was six afraid of seven because seven, eight, nine. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. riddles, like riddles are exactly. the thing that we do the most in my family. Um, okay, what movie show or channel do you turn on to tune out? Um, probably anything that is like um uh, like a like I love I love um reality stuff, but but it's a different kind of reality. I've never seen a housewife or a Kardashian, but I love like cooking competition shows. Oh yeah. The great or British sur- baking show. Exactly. Oh, so, like, when I just want to like relax and I'm like paying attention but not paying attention, give me like some Master Chef Junior. Oh, or oh, Mason a, wanted to be on that so badly. Just any of those kind of you know chopped. Did you ever watch those... Master Chef when Leslie was on it? My stepdad was on Master Chef season yes, of something. I, did. I don't know. Yeah. He was the no, Silver Fox. Yeah. I did. Did um? Oh, absolutely. Did have you ever watched um? Is it cake? I don't know why I'm obsessed. My kids are obsessed with this one, but I love no, it. No, and I know what it is, and I actually haven't watched that one yet. It's there's only I think there's only a few I, of them. Few I know episodes, what it but is. It's funny. I know what it is. Yeah, but you're like watching the one. There's also what's the one? Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh yeah. <laughs> like have to recreate something, but it's terrible. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'd be great at both of those. Great. Like, is it cake? Well, I can't make the cake, but Wait, I'll, did you I'll see, decide. Did if you it's see? Cake. Um, did you see last, I think it was last year or what, maybe it was even this year, whenever, but when Elisa went on, um, 
Oh yeah, in America, Elisa Donovan, her co-star, who played Morgan later in the later seasons oh of Sabrina. Um, I was angry. She what was she on again? What was it? What was she? What? What was the show? She uh, was worst, worst chefs in America. Oh yeah, celebrity oh, edition. Because no. so I remember thinking, like, that's the kind of show I need to be on. Like worst chef, right? You yeah. Could. Like she's in. She lives in like <laughs> San Francisco. So she's eating sushi yeah. every day. She doesn't, yeah, know how to cook. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. so. Yeah, that's that's those are my zone out. Yeah, I get that. It feels like you're productive at the same time as like vegging out, you're right? Learning. No, I'm usually playing like a game on my yes. iPad and watching it at the same time. <laughs> if this week was a book title, what would it be? I have no idea. Are we talking about my life or just mm-hmm. the world in general? Your your life, your life. Um, unexpected happy hours and scalpels. <laughs> oh, no. Dare we ask? <laughs> Everybody, go to the dermatologist, man. Just go oh, to the dermatologist yeah. once a year. Make sure it's all you know, all all is well. But there's a couple of like, mm, you know what? Let's just let's just be safe yeah. and get rid of that. Yeah. yeah, I try to go once a year. I try to make an appointment for my whole family to go mm-hmm. in once a year and just have our. We just all strip down naked, and then she just looks at our bodies and she's like, "That needs to go, or that's Honestly, okay, or you're good." You're you're very freckled like I am. I am. So and my kids are very dark. Someone... My kids are more dark. So it worries me that like, they're like, I don't need sunscreen. I don't burn. And I'm like, no, mm, we're going to the going to the dermatologist. I'm olive complected, but I'm pale and I'm very, fr- I'm very Irish and French and very freckled. So it's just, it's just wise to go because, yeah. you know, it could be a scary thing, but like at the same time, the, the, the doctor was amazing. It's great. so but easy. I was like, it's a dermatologist appointment is so quick. It's easy. It's not like mm-hmm. the eye doctor or something where they stick yeah. the thing in your eye and they got to numb it or dilate it or whatever. Yeah. You're in that. I feel like whenever I go to the eye doctor now, now that I need readers, I'm in the eye doctor like twice a year. I feel like, I don't know why, but like I get my eyes checked now all the time and it takes forever. But the dermatologist, it's like, get naked. Okay, turn around. You're good. Bye bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Next unless, time. Unless you're not, and you're having an midday minor surgery, but then you go for happy hour afterwards, and it's great. Scalpels <laughs> and, and happy hour. I <laughs> like nothing. It. A little like gin and tonic won't cure. <laughs> I think mine this week would probably be I ate too much guacamole. I think that's what mine would be oh. this week. Well, a lot of Mexican food this week. <laughs> there, there are worse things than too much guacamole. Oh no, I know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what is your go-to karaoke song? Hmm. I used to go to karaoke with friends so much before the pandemic, and now I feel like we're scared to uh, go into a room a with microphone. a microphone that has been shared with God knows who. Can you bring but, your like fluffy uh, thing that goes on the top? Like bring your own little yeah, fluffy. Yeah, uh, you know what? They have a lot of like private karaoke rooms in New York City. It's a huge thing here. Oh, really? I feel like they have those now, where they just kind of pass out. It's you know sealed in a thing, and it's a cover for the mic. Oh. So we should. I feel like I should plan that with friends. Um. Maybe Alanis Morissette, Uninvited. Oh, good one. Oh, okay. Moody. She's bringing down the mood in the room. I thought yeah. of that one. Getting a little yeah. angsty. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's definitely a go-to of mine. I like that. And what is a line from a show, movie, book, et cetera, that you'll never forget? My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. All right. Y'all are the same. Or, 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 from, the same, or from the same movie. I don't think it means what you think. It means. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Inconceivable. My mom's favorite line. My mom's favorite line from that movie was always, you know, when they're doing the sword fight, when uh, Nigo Montoya and the Man in Black are, are dueling all over the rock terrain, which is just such a great scene. There's all this gymnastics, right? They're swinging the swords and and, and yeah. swinging around things. So when he like 
flings the sword and it lands in a little like bunch of grass and then he swings around the the pipe in the air like does a little like gymnastics thing like does a little round off gets it down grabs like stands there grabs the sword and Inigo Montoya goes who are you and he goes no one to be trifled with he goes, I must know he goes get used to disappointment okay and then they start okay. fighting again <laughs> yeah I don't know why I that's think... my mom's favorite okay. part when he's like Okay, <laughs> and they start that, fighting. That, again. that probably came into my head because I don't know if you've seen it or not, but the past couple of days I keep seeing like people keep reposting it on you know Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Of um, I, I'm not on TikTok, but I like to stalk it. Um, uh, there's this video going around right now of Mandy Patikin doing you know a, a podcast of some sort, and he's describing his experience working on that film. Oh, and he like. It's Melissa. You have to watch it. I I literally just saw it last night. So but what do you hashtag? Like do you hashtag? Like, I don't even know how to search it's, TikTok. It's, I, I don't even know. Like I bet maybe if we just, Google it, it's his son interviewing. Well, his son and, and has he, his he, whole he, Instagram page. Like Mandy yes, Patinkin's Instagram that. is insane. Like him I and his wife. That, I think this is on that. So go to that. But he's okay. basically talking about his experience on that movie. He's talking about that big, huge, crazy fight sequence. And oh, the director. Saying, okay, you know, like, got it. Let's, would you guys do this one more time? Could we do it one more time? And we're going to put two cameras on the ceiling and you'll go through the whole thing. We won't. Oh, because they do. They have a ceiling shot because they obviously run a soundstage. It looks like a soundstage. But so he asks them, can we put two cameras and and you'll do the whole thing? We won't break it up. And he said that they were so excited. They were like, yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. And then they finish it. And who was the director? Was it Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner, Rob Reiner. Chris, uh, Christopher Getz says, played the six-finger man. Okay, yes, Rob Reiner. He says, cut, print. And Mandy Patinkin tells this story, and he starts he, he starts to cry. And he's like, because as an actor, he's like, that, that's almost like the, 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 you, the worst word you could ever hear is print, because it means you don't get to do it again, and you have to stop playing. Uh, and it's just Melissa. And he never gets to sword fight it. again like that. Mm-hmm. Cause oh. they were done with that scene and he did. So it was just, and he was so emotional. He's like, I'm getting emotional. And it, uh, just watch it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, now we're going to do a this or that. Do you have your yeah. this okay. or that? Ready? These are just fun and short. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hero or villain? Villain. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might say that. Of course. <laughs> Plans or surprises? Oh God. Um, Surprise. Surprise. They terrify me, but but I like them. <laughs> caffeine or alcohol? Oh, I, I adore both. But if I had to choose, I'd say caffeine. Chocolate or fruity? Chocolate. Dressed up or casual? Casual. Introvert or extrovert? Mm, solidly in the middle. Oh, <laughs> all right. I think a lot of our season four guests have been. I feel that way. I think that's, I, I like that though. Fizzy or flat? Fizzy. Mm-hmm. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Night owl. Righty or lefty? Righty. Staycation or vacation? Vacation. Which is why we go to Wales and we go to, <laughs> we go to Liverpool. Exactly. We've had some fun. We got to set one up for next year. We do, we do. Yeah, uh, one of my girlfriends is on her way to Edinburgh this weekend, and I was like, "Excuse me, why yeah, are we, we not going to Edinburgh?" To go. I know we we're supposed to go to Edinburgh a year ago, and they canceled it on us, and they put us in Wales, which we loved. But we had a great time, and but... I love Wales. But we want to go to Edinburgh. Yeah, go to the Highlands and St Andrews, and yeah, I'm dying to go. Um, 
hey, girl, I need to look in your yeah. phone. And yeah, grab your phone. I need you to tell me how many unread emails you might have there because we have to decide if you're an Amanda person or a Melissa person. Well, I don't have to pick up my phone to answer the question. Uh-oh. Okay, how many? Uh-oh. <laughs> She's an Amanda. I don't know. The answer would be zero. Zero. She's my no. person. I was going to say, if she can't, if she, why, did you turn off your email address? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so I will say this. I have a, I have, well, I'm not t- saying my email address, but I have no. a Mac account. And and so it does actually, it does a very, very, very good job of filtering the, the spam. Yeah. So yeah. I don't get a crazy amount of spam. But honestly, when I wake up every morning, the first thing I do is grab my phone and I immediately look at whatever emails came in. And I just trash them right away. I cannot stand that little red. I'm the same way, but thing I still on my phone ever. I mean, I have 72 right now, which is that's freaking well, me Melissa, out. That... You, you're, you're very important. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have anything coming forward besides our? We're going to be in Hartford in March for 90s Con. So everybody come yes, to Hartford. We are. Um, I have a movie coming out. I think sometime. I'm not, I don't have a date yet, though. But it'll be streaming. Um, it's a horror zombie movie. So, um, I don't know if people want to follow me on socials. I will. I will let everybody know when it comes out. But it was my dream to do a, a horror movie. So, I'm what's it called? Excited. What's the movie called? It's called. I think the working title is Dead Season Two, but I'm not positive yet. Okay, and your and your handle is at Jenna Lee Green. Yes. Okay. On and Lee L E I G H L E I G H G R E E N. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. And maybe we'll do next time we'll have to do like a watch episode or something. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. That'll be fun. Hopefully next time we can figure it out and we'll do one in person. Yes. Yeah. We'll come to New York. We love Let's New York. Let's do it. Yeah. I miss New York. We'll take her to see Wicked. Yes, <laughs> I have finally. Guys, maybe I'll have you back on when I see Wicked and I can finally ask you appropriate questions. There you go. There you go. Regardless, you need to see Wicked. I know. I know. It's I, it's maybe on you'll my... come to Nashville. Oh, that's true. It did come to L.A. a bunch of times. I mean, obviously, and it played in L.A. And I just, I missed it everywhere. Like, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't watch TV. I didn't see what happened. I know. My pop culture (laughs) references are just all very much like alternative 90s rock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, love you, girl. Thank you so much. Love you, too. I'll talk to you soon. And uh, hopefully see you soon, too. Amanda, so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you, Jenna. 